0: And in first place, half the man that he used to be, Mr. Adam Woods. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to everyone listening. My name is Dr. Adam Woods, and you're listening to the Real Transformation Podcast. I'm sure like many of you, my life has been filled with some really interesting transitions and transformations. I was a professional actor, a military officer, and ultimately I studied both family practice and psychiatry and became a physician largely inspired by many of the things I experienced due to the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. My biggest and most rewarding transformation, however, happened over the last year and a half. I lost about 120 pounds, won a transformation bodybuilding show, became a competitive strength athlete and improved not only my physical health, but my entire outlook on life. So how did I do it? Well, that's a long story, so stay tuned. Now, besides my medical practice, I've made it my mission to help others transform their own health, fitness, lifestyle, and motivate them to follow their dreams, whatever those may be. So in this podcast, we will talk about how I made my own transformation and topics that interest me, obviously. But ultimately, I want the content to belong to you. So. Please get in touch with me and ask questions, share your own stories, hopes, fears, and desires, whatever's on your mind that you would like to change to transform your own life. No BS, just reliable, ethical, accurate, and logical information and guidance. This is The Real Transformation Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Real Transformation Podcast. I am your host, as always, Dr. Adam Woods. Hope that you're all having a great February. Today is February 1st. And I hope that the winter is going well for you. We have had tons of snow here in Iowa, and we have had sub-zero temperatures so low that I can hardly believe it. Uh, Record-breaking low temperatures. Uh, We had a student die at the University of Iowa of exposure. Uh, If you've been following the news at all, you know that not just us, but a lot of the Midwest has really been suffering with this. So wherever you are, I hope that you are warm and safe, and uh, I wish you all the best for the rest of the winter. To come, Just real quick, uh, how to get in touch with me once again, like I begin every podcast, email me at adamwoodsmd at gmail.com. Please do follow me on Instagram, at adamwoodsmd. Uh, we are recording for YouTube, so if you're listening to this rather than watching it, please do go to YouTube and search Adam Woods. You will find the podcast as well as our other content, our videos, our pro tips, things like that. Um, our website, adamwoodsmd.com. Our Facebook page, Adam Woods MD, is up, we are really looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, I'm working on my first video based on an Instagram uh, request and so I want to hear from you on all those platforms. What do you want to hear about? What are you thinking about? Tell me about your transformation. I have two amazing guests that will be on the podcast here in the near future and uh, I'm excited about that but I want to hear from you and maybe we'll have you and your transformation story right here on this podcast. Today's Factor crap has to do with February because it is February 1st. And here it is. So, even though February is the shortest month of the year, it is still impossible to get through the entire month of February and not have a full moon. So, phrased another way, every single month will have at least one full moon in it, even February, uh, even though it's the shortest month. So, is that true or false? Think about it and we will reveal the answer at the end. As always, I wanna talk about uh, what we talked about last time just very, very quickly. We went over a variety of definitions, kinds of diets, kinds of exercise. We talked about how the best diet and exercise for you are the kind that you can stick with and be happy with long-term and that you'll do. And we'll get into many more specifics about what to eat and calories and things like that in the future. We talked about the importance of language and definitions of things like our goal would be losing weight, not losing, uh, I'm sorry, our goal would be losing fat, not losing weight. Uh, Losing weight can mean a variety of unhealthy things. Uh, We want to to lose body fat, maximize muscle, and all kinds of things like that. We talked about the importance of language when talking about yourself, not calling yourself fat or husky or joking about, well, I look like this or that. Um, we're remembering that we're getting fit and that we're being healthy, and we want to use those kind of words to talk about ourselves to ourselves and then also to other people Because it really does matter uh, for our own psyche, if not for how we come across to other people and the example that we want to be. And I struggle with this, and I'm sure you struggle with it too, but it's it's worth repeating. And uh, we need to remember that in our interactions with each other Uh, all the time. Language really does matter. Sticks and stones may break my bones. It's a dumb expression. Don't ever use it Uh, and uh, and so forth. So the power of language. And if you haven't heard that episode, please do uh, find it on your podcast platform or on YouTube. And you can hear about that in more detail. Today's podcast, episode eight is what I'm going to call the struggle is real. And I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I'm a little... Bummed out about doing this podcast because I am going to be really, really vulnerable and I'm going to talk about stuff that I normally wouldn't want to talk about in public, uh, but I think it's really important for me to talk about some of the issues that I have because that's what makes me relatable. Compared to so many of the other weight loss gurus or fitness people that have never struggled never been heavy Never had food cravings, you know, I have said it before. I'm gonna say it many more times I've been there and I'm still there and I still struggle with stuff and I'm gonna share some stories with you today that um, that are not easy for me to talk about so Uh, I hope that you don't find this to be too self-indulgent, but for any of you out there listening who have been where I'm going to talk about being, I want you to know you're not alone and I want you to know that I am here struggling with some of the same things and I'm looking forward to hearing from you and helping you and assisting you as you get through these things yourself. So I'm going to dive right into it. On Wednesday, the 30th of January, during one of those polar vortex days where it was 25 or 30 below zero, um, the pipes froze in our house and we didn't have any water pressure and we couldn't figure out where the freeze was. We were running around the house putting space heaters in and things weren't getting better. As a child, I remember the pipes freezing in my house and water falling through the ceiling and it was a huge mess drywall was falling down we had to go live with my grandparents for a while and uh, my parents really couldn't afford to put the house back together for a while and it was uh, something that really stood out and my wife and I when we very first moved into our house many years ago we actually had a flood in our basement when our sump pump failed and that was just so stressful and it cost so much money to put back together even with insurance that the idea that our pipes would freeze, we'd have this great big mess, it was so stressful and I just, I couldn't think about anything else. And my wife was stressed out, we were trying not to snap at each other and my daughter was there and she's three and she doesn't understand, all she knew was that mom and dad were frantic and they were, they were not happy and we were just trying our best to love each other but the stress level was super high. I am happy to report that uh, our fantastic plumber came over, figured out where the freeze was, the pipe was not broken, Uh, we got some insulation around it, we got it warmed up, and there was no damage, but um, I was just exhausted all day, and then yesterday, I just felt like I'd been through a war, I was exhausted all Thursday, and... Uh, My wife felt the same way. And any of you that have been in those kind of situations know just how stressful that can be. So how does that relate to the topics that we talk about on this podcast? I'm sure you've all heard the term stress eater. Um, I like to say that my problems with eating go beyond that of a stress eater. I would call myself an all-occasions eater. Uh, I... Am an emotional eater, so if I'm happy, I want to get food to celebrate. If I'm upset, I want to get food to comfort myself. Uh, no matter what the emotion is, I can find a reason to want to eat lots of food and rich, fatty, salty, delicious, not particularly good for you food as a form of either celebration or comfort or something like that. And I've been this way my whole life. I can never remember a time that wasn't the case. I believe that my family is that way as well. And I know a lot of people struggle with this. And one of my very favorite examples, if you haven't seen on Netflix, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, which is uh, the David Letterman interview show. I really recommend that you watch it. There are many, many good ones. But the one with Tina Fey... She tells this incredible story that I absolutely love that she told about when she won the Emmy and how the first thing she thought of when she got the Emmy was, oh, my God, what am I going to eat to celebrate winning this Emmy? And she said to David Letterman, I won an Emmy. That should be the reward. That should be uh, what I'm happy about. And all I can think of is what am I going to eat? I turned to my wife when we saw that with tears in my eyes and said to her, that's my whole life. Uh, I felt that way my whole life, and uh, it just I was really glad she gave that interview, and any of you that struggle with emotional eating and food stuff, watch that interview. Trust me. You, you won't be sorry that you did. And so the reason I like to share things like this with you is, again, I don't want you to think I'm full of BS. I mean, I... I'm not just making it up when I say I still struggle. Uh, I'm not just trying to uh, get you to follow me or uh, get you to buy something from me. Uh, This is really who I am and this is really how I feel and how I struggle all the time and it sucks. And it sucks so bad and I've dealt with it for 40 years and probably will deal with it for another 40 or more years and um, I like to share that because if you're out there and you're struggling too, you're not alone. And no matter what your issue is, I tell patients this all the time, no matter what your issue is, it can be very lonely feeling because we don't tend to talk about our psychological issues in normal society the way that if somebody has breast cancer or AIDS or something like that, we tell people and they hug us and love us and so forth. Mental health stuff is, is not like that. And the answer is not we should do less for those diseases. The answer is we should talk about our mental health stuff. So I'm going to be vulnerable today and talk about this to try to reach out to all of you and let you know you're not alone if you're feeling this as well. You know, um, the isolation that comes with a disease like depression, which I see every single day in my office, uh, that's why people uh, are driven to suicide a lot of the time. They're... Isolated, they feel like they're the only ones struggling with it. They don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. And it seems like an easy way out or, or the best way out for a lot of people. And so uh, I want to be clear for the record that my, my eating and my struggles with eating have never been suicidal. Um, but I definitely know that uh, there are people who, because of their eating issues, their food issues, the way they look, the way they perceive themselves as looking and the value they put into that. Um, I've known people who've been suicidal because of that. And so whether you're at that level or not, I'm talking to you today and I want you to use me as part of your resource group, as part of your support system and reach out. Because by us talking about it, it's what's called normalization, which is a good therapeutic term for you realize that other people struggle with this as well. So That's sort of my beginning into that, all right? We're all not crazy, lots of us struggle with it, we just don't talk about it, okay? So, you know, I have this written in my notes and I I am gonna say this, all right? So one of the things I tell people is that I really would like to be the Surgeon General. So if any of you listening, you know, know somebody who's gonna run for president and is looking for someone to appoint, there's never been a psychiatrist, Surgeon General, And I have to tell you, I would love to be the Surgeon General, and I think my slogan would be, let's talk about it. You know, it just is off of this particular topic. You know, I just think we don't talk about mental health stuff enough and eating stuff enough and that sort of makes it this taboo thing. So um, you know, I would uh, would welcome the opportunity uh, to interview for the position of Surgeon General. Uh, So if any of you are political, you know, people in the political system, whenever I give a talk to groups, I often say that. So I'm standing on the podcast. I would love to be Surgeon General. So if anybody uh, connected to the political arena is listening, uh, drop me an email and so forth. So. All right. So basically, here's the thing. When the pipes froze and all of that stress was going on, all I could think about was I wanted to eat. And it made me really, really sad, and it bummed me out so bad because I have been following a really sound eating and exercise plan for the last about year and a half now. And you guys have heard my story. I lost lots and lots of weight, and I've totally transformed my life. And I'm pretty happy with my eating plan 90 95% of the time, something like that. And you know, I have my days when I eat more, and uh, you know, holidays uh, when I talked about in some of the first couple of podcasts, I definitely eat more. Um, but you know, when you when you get into such a good place like I've been for so long, it lulls me into this false sense of security. That's sort of like I haven't dealt with this issue. I feel like my issue's gone, and you know, I've got it beat. And so I don't even think about it. It's like uh, I'm, I've advanced beyond that. I've matured. Uh, I'm not struggling with the same kind of things. Uh, you know, I don't I don't uh, constantly crave stuff because I'm on this this regimented plan. And I think to myself, okay, this is working for me. I talked about it the last time. What will work for you? My plan might not work for you, but it works really, really well for me. And then something really stressful comes up like that, and bam, the first thing that hits me, I'm just... I'm nervous, my heart was racing. I'm thinking, oh my god, what's gonna happen to my house? And it's gonna be so much money and such a mess, and what am I gonna do? And all I could think of was, I just wanna eat. I wanna hide away in a room by myself with a big pile of food and just eat all of it. And it just made me so sad because I just thought, man, I'm still there. Like I haven't really advanced beyond that and I really thought that I had and that uh, I was just doing better than that and it really really bummed me out and I tried to talk to my wife about it and she was as supportive as she could be and she listened but Lori doesn't have that issue so for her she can say things like yeah well when I'm stressed and I want chocolate I have a little bit and it's great any of you who have food issues know what I'm thinking right now which is if I could do that have a couple pieces and stop I wouldn't have food issues I don't want a couple of pieces I want multiple bars you know I don't want one or two pieces of pizza I want the whole pizza I want um, all the Oreos in the bag I want all the M&Ms in the bag like I don't I don't just want to eat a little bit and you know it's It's really difficult being in that position and struggling with that and feeling like, oh, my God, I just really thought I had moved beyond this. So I don't have any other addiction issues, so to speak. like I'm, I've alcohol is not really a big thing for me. Um, I almost never drink not because I think it's bad or I, mean, I just don't really like it. Um, and then drugs was never really an issue for me and I, I don't use drugs or anything like that. but I've heard patients who struggle with alcoholism talk about this that it's the same thing in the exact same language they use. It's like I don't want one beer. I want 12 beers. If one beer makes you feel a little good, why would you not want ten or twelve? Because man, that just make you feel so much better. Um, there's a great scene in the TV show The West Wing, which you have if you haven't seen. You should absolutely watch The West Wing. It's on Netflix. Um, but Leo, the chief of staff, is talking about that with alcohol, and he says, you know, I don't understand how people can leave half a glass of wine on the table. Why, if you got this? Amazing feeling from drinking. Why would you not want that all the time? That is exactly how I feel about eating and my struggles with eating. Um, I love the way food tastes and smells and feels and um, I feel guilty afterwards if I eat way too much, if I blow my diet Uh, And I didn't plan on having a high day or something like that. I definitely feel guilty. You know, and that's what I say, guys. I've been there. You know, I know what it's like to crave pizza in the middle of the night and to give in. And then it's so nice in the moment. And you're you're like, oh, it tastes so good. I I feel so good. And then in the morning and for days after, you beat yourself up. And I know a lot of you have been there. So I found myself on Wednesday really struggling with this. I did not give in. And uh, by the time we got everything thought and everything was fine, I was really grateful that I didn't give in. I felt very strong and empowered. But at the same time, I still was really bummed out to kind of find myself still in the same place in many ways with this particular struggle. And so I decided, you know what, Um, I'm going to talk about it. You know, my... My Surgeon General campaign slogan. Um, what I tell patients all the time, I'm gonna help my audience and anybody else to normalize this and talk about it. Because if you've been there, if you are there, you know how much it sucks. And you've given in, and I've given in, and maybe I didn't this time, but I have in the past. Maybe you won't the next time, maybe you will. But you know, we we struggle and then we have to learn to move on, okay? So you know, I just I just wanted to share that with you. and you know, I, I was just there wanting to eat everything in sight and I didn't. But if you did, if you gave in the last time or the next time that you give in, remember, your inherent worth is not built into the food that you eat. It's not good or bad. We talked about that a few podcasts ago when my friend Cooper was on. You know, what's the worst case scenario? Uh, you know, you, you eat a bunch of food. Uh, you probably aren't going to put on a lot, a lot of weight, but let's say that you did. You put on a few pounds, so what? Take it off. A lot of people are overweight. But it's that, that crushing mental piece that comes with it. So I again say, what I try to say in every podcast, that all of you have this amazing inherent value that I just can't overstate. And I promise you that, even if I've never met you, you know, that you're all unique, amazing people. So I'm going to work on it and I want you to work on it that we're not going to define ourselves by our food and put our worth in there and we're going to help each other and we're going to acknowledge when these weak parts come up and we're going to recognize that and say, there you are. Think of it like an old friend because for those of us that are older than... I don't know, 15. (laughs) We've been struggling with this for our whole lives. You know, it's been 40 years that I've been struggling with this. And so rather than see it as an enemy, I'm choosing to try to be a little more eastern philosophical about this. and, And sort of like, oh, there's my old friend. There's that craving, that emotional eating monster that lives inside my head. And rather than fight against him, I'm gonna recognize that he's here and say, you know what? I acknowledge that you're still here, but I'm not going to give in to your tantrum right now. Just like with my three-year-old when she throws a big fit, I try to not give in, but it's, um, it's tough. And I have given in and you've given in. Let's just try to do our best to move forward. So what are some things that we can do? Because I want to be functional here in the last part of this. And those of you watching on YouTube, I'm going to hold up my hand. Um, I am wearing a wrist splint. I've been pretty beat up by my workouts the last few weeks. I even took a deload. Uh, For those of you that are not watching my Evolution of a Power Lifter vlogs on YouTube, please do so. I talk more in depth about the injuries that I've had and kind of how I'm feeling in my workouts and what I'm doing. But, you know, I am a very dedicated lifter. I've got a meet in about a month and a half that I really want to be a part of, and, um, you know, I've followed a really good plan and I've not overextended I don't think and these little injuries just bum me out and it's the same thing you know I uh, I just got over the one with my side and then my shoulders started to hurt. And then I got over that. And now my wrist is jacked up, partially from all the snow shoveling. And yes, I have a snow blower. But you got to shovel the sidewalks. And there's only so much you can do. And I don't think it was the gym. And my lifts have still been okay. But it's like, man, I just feel like right now I can't catch a break, you guys. And it's like the thing with the pipes and then the food stuff comes in. And then I get injured and the food stuff comes in. Because just like with the pipe stuff. With all the injuries, I get a case of just the, oh, like, the forget about it. I was going to use a more R-rated version. So all of you know what I was thinking about saying. But get this case of the forget about it. Forget about it. And it's like, why am I doing this to myself, man? Like, why, why am I pushing myself to do these lifts? And why am I eating like this when, you know, it would just be so much easier to eat what I want? And who cares if I'm fat? And, you know, I mean, it's once again, the inherent worth and all that. But I know my own psychology, which is I'm I'm a much better, not just for me. So I am happier when I'm exercising, when my diet is on point, no question. If it were just me, single, no family, no anything, I would still want to pursue this because it's healthier, but it also, my, my life is better. I'm happier. But put on top of that, that I'm a way better father, which is my number one focus in the whole world. I'm a way better husband, which is my number two focus in the whole world. I'm a way better doctor, which is my number three focus. You know, um, everything in my life is better if I can do these things. So, why do I keep going in the face of adversity? These are goals I've set for myself, and, um, you know, I'm gonna keep myself accountable. And I will say that despite my wrist, my doctor told me that I don't have to stop working out. And so I had a great lift today. I felt very, very powerful. My wrist felt fine. Um, That just felt amazing. You know, because I easily could have just slept in and said, you know what? I'm so tired from the thing on Wednesday. I've been battling this food thing. I haven't given in yet, but I still just, I'm too tired. I'm just going to sleep. But I made it to the gym. I got it done. And that was so amazing. And so... I mean, to say I'm not craving food, I'm always craving food, but it's not nearly as bad today. So Wednesday was bad. Yesterday with the wrist stuff was not quite as bad, but still not great. And then today I'm just feeling that much better, you know, but um, it's something that I still struggle with. So I reached out to my support system. So what are we going to do about it? I reached out to my support system. I've got a variety of friends in the weightlifting community that uh, give me advice and also just say, okay, here's what we're going to do. My doctor is part of that. I reached out to her. Um, I told my wife about it. Um, Other friends, people at the gym, um, you know, I'm somebody who likes to kind of write about things. So I wrote stuff in my workout journal, you know, these are. Things that I use that I've talked to you about before. So, again, I'm not just some dude, some hypocrite saying do this, do that, and work out. I do all the things I've told you so far and more because I've failed so many times at the diet and exercise thing. All of these things are things I do. So, I engage my support system. And that was very, very helpful. And I mean, I don't feel amazing, like I still feel down about some of the stuff, but I feel much better than I would have if I hadn't used that safeguard that I have in place. And the other thing is that um, I like to have backup plans. So we talked about setting goals and making a list of how we're gonna execute all of that. I like to have backup plans. So, backup plans for all my plans and, um, You know, when I was in the military, I used to call it a retreat, you know, in my typical military lingo, but I always like to have at least one, if not two, backup plans. So, you know, uh, in weightlifting especially, you know, even if you do everything right, you still may get hurt. And, you know, uh, if you hurt your upper body, work your lower body. Hurt your lower body, work your upper body. Hurt your back work on some things that don't require as much of your back. Um, I can still do cardio. I can still keep my diet going like, uh, you know, I actually auditioned for a play for the first time in a very long time, just in case I needed something else to do in case I couldn't work out. And I haven't found out if I got cast yet, but I will tell you on the next podcast. And so Having these backup plans means that if my current goal, which the big goal right now um, is to increase my weights and do really well at this powerlifting meet in March, if that falls through, so remember, what's the worst thing that can happen? The three by three by three rule is it really going to matter? No. The worst case scenario is not that I'm going to die. The worst case scenario is as I can't lift at that meet. Well. Even though I really want to, and I will be super bummed out and probably want to eat a ton of food, which I won't do, but I'll want to again to keep the theme going. Um, if I have to miss this meat, I miss this meat. There's going to be lots of other ones. You know, I, if I have to rest and then come back stronger uh, in the future, I will. But um, I already had some backup plans written down. And then when I thought I was going to have to pull out of stuff, I began to engage them and refine them. Okay. Most importantly, and this is the thing I'm going to end on, most importantly, I'm just being patient with myself and I'm trying to love myself. All the things I tell you guys, you know, we get so whipped up about things and like, oh, it's got to be this and what about this and when am I going to know about that? You may not know and it's okay to not know and you may you may not have the answer right now. Even if you fall completely off your diet and it's weeks or months or just be patient with yourself. You're only human, you know, and we're all imperfect and we all are trying to find our way through this maze of life, you know, and so be patient with yourself. I think I said it the last time, if people would just be patient with themselves and not beat themselves up so much, I'd probably be out of a job and I'd be really happy to be out of a job, y'all. I would really be happy to do something else. If it Came to that because people are just so hard on themselves. They don't love themselves. And one of my biggest transformations, besides the weight, which everybody comments on, the weightlifting and the bodybuilding show and everything, is I've really in the last year and a half come to love myself in a way that I'm not sure I ever have. And if I ever did, I don't remember it as poignant as it is now saying, I'm okay with me and I'm okay being me. All my imperfections, all the things that I don't like about myself or think I could improve, I'm going to work towards those, but I'm not going to hammer on myself for not being there yet. It's a journey, and I'm going to get there. And there'll be other struggles and other things along the way, but I'm going to get there. And you're going to get there, and I would love to help you get there. So I'm going to end on that. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go back to our fact or crap, which is that even though February is the shortest month, it uh, has to have a full moon in it. The lunar cycle does not allow February, even though it's so short, to miss a full moon. Put another way, every month, just based on the lunar calendar, um, will in fact have a full moon. So what do you think? Is it true or false? It is false. It is false. And this one to me was... I don't know, obvious is probably the wrong word, but it is so short. I thought there's probably a way we can get through this. So in 2018, just last year, February did not have a full moon, uh, but it will every year until 2037. So 2037 will be the next time that February does not. Have a full moon. So today's factor crap is wrong. So uh, I hope you all got that right. Thanks again so much for all of your time. I completely want to hear from you about your struggles. What are your stories about both wins and losses? How do you overcome when you're having? cravings or issues or just the case of the blahs and don't want to go to the gym, how do you hold yourself accountable, Um, let me know, guys, and uh, let me know what you want me to cover in other podcasts, other questions, concerns, topics, Um, adamwoodsmd at gmail.com. Please, please, please follow me on Instagram at AdamWoodsMD. DM me there. If you're not watching this on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe, okay, so that way you never miss a podcast or a content video. Go to my website, AdamWoodsMD.com. Go to my Facebook page, AdamWoodsMD. If you're listening to the podcast and it's safe for you to do so, please do leave us a review on your podcast platform. It's really helpful to get uh, the podcast out there please do share it with a friend. I'll bet you know lots of people who struggle with this. Um, and so please just, just share, share the YouTube video. Send them the link or you know share the, the podcast link and I would really appreciate that, okay? If you are watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss a video that comes out. Drop me a comment below about all the same things. Uh, thanks again for all of your time and I will see all of you right here the very next time on the Real Transformation Podcast. Have a great week.